0: saying an emotional goodbye. Welcome to Hand of Pod. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to episode 339 of Hand of Pod, which is going to be the last one recorded in my living room, and therefore the last one recorded in the vicinity, for the foreseeable future at least, in the vicinity of Hand of Pod's spiritual home the Parque Centenario.
1: Indeed, Where we recorded
0: the first ever Hand of Pod in English Dan's old flat, and uh, many others in his slightly newer, but now also old flat, and my current and soon-to-be old one. Um... I'm joined by English Dan. Hello and welcome. And Andres. Hello and welcome too. And also Latrice, who is sitting very peacefully for the moment between the microphone and Andres, but we'll see how long that lasts for. We are sponsored, as ever, by Fanatis. They are an excellent service, so you should definitely check out, because if you're listening to this podcast, then I would guess that you probably live outside Latin America. That's what our statistics tell us. Um, and would be interested in watching Argentine football. And... You can do both of those things with Fanatis. Uh, you know, They'll permit you to live outside Latin America um, and they will allow you, enable you, to watch Argentine football. You can watch the Superliga, you can watch the Copa Argentina and you can watch the currently ongoing Copa Superliga.
1: That's quite a gift, I must say. How can you Indeed. say no to that?
0: Indeed. In short, it's an excellent offer. Um, you can get a seven-day free trial and you can get 20% off your first three months with Fanatis by going to fntz.co slash h-o-p and using the discount code h-o-p-f-z when you sign up. That address, one more time, is fntz.co slash h-o-p and the discount code is h-o-p-f-z. Go and check them out. Um, Right then, on with the action from the weekend. It's really, really easy for me to... Sum up the results this weekend because there were only two matches, at least at the sort of top level that we're mostly talking about. Uh, they were Atletico Tucuman away to Tigre, which finished 5 0 to Tigre, and Boca Juniors away to Argentinos Juniors. Indeed. who had
1: gone through on Thursday thanks to their penalty shootout victory against Velis which Indeed, we didn't cover yes. in last week's episode, as as to ensure continuity. As yes. Hand
0: Pod Extra, listeners will be aware, because I recorded a very short extra after those two. Yeah. Um, but yes, those were the two teams who ended up going through. Argentinos got a 2-1 win away to Gymnasia. Yes. Um, and Boca beat Vélez Sarsfield on penalties after two nil nil draws. This one was another nil nil draw mm. in the Clásico Julio Sense um, in Vicha General Mitre, although they'll tell you it was in La Paternal, of course. Um, as both teams burst forth out of Diego Maradona's chest, <laughs> alien like, it didn't quite live up to that spectacle, unfortunately. No, I think. that we played for.
1: Indeed. I think we mentioned. Uh, previous, previously at some point on the pod that uh, it was going to be quite interesting to see how Gustavo Alfaro, the, the Boca coach kind of got to grips with these cup games the two-legged cup games uh, since he's a kind of a coach who spent most of his career in kind of quite-unquote smaller teams or kind of uh, teams not quite at the top of the Argentine football pyramid and despite having some decent results in the league it's ultimately going to be in these cup competitions, most notably the Copa Libertadores, where he's going to be judged. And I think we've got some answer as to how he's going to approach these kind of games. Uh, very safety first, really not risking anything in in either of these three nil-nil matches uh, we've seen recently. Not having a great deal of um, of attacking threat. I think the closest they came, at least on last Thursday, was a free kick from... For everyone's favourite man Mauro Zardi, that came off the bar and against Argentinos I can't remember I, was, I think I only watched part of the second half um, but they didn't really have get that close right a couple of alright chances but it wasn't like they dominated from what I saw
0: No I thought it was a pretty poor game all around really mm-hmm. um, I thought Argentinos just about shaded the first half and Boca definitely shaded the second half but Shading is, I think, the correct verb to use because it wasn't as if either of them dominated or no, no, or did
2: very much. I think there weren't any other. I, I don't remember any other match uh, uh, lately with a uh, result that was so accurate with the match itself. Uh, I think it was the, the perfect result for that match. With yes, I, I agree that uh, it's, it's like Boca uh, is are feeling strong at the Monera even when they had to go to penalties. To defeat Velez uh, since they haven't lost, I think, the last seven games there. And, and I mean, did anyone really
1: think once that game got to penalties it was going to go any other way? I had no doubt Boko
0: no, was no. g- going to win. Um, there was a bit of a weird moment when Velez, having you know, been largely the better team on the balance of play, uh, their goalkeeper Lucas Oshos went down. I can't remember whether it was in stoppage time or very shortly before stoppage time, but he sort of. He might have been actually hurt, but it just seemed like he was playing for time and mm. I was thinking and with Boca playing, down to 10 men as well time, right against yes. 10 men opponents when yeah. those 10 men opponents are Boca juniors and you're in the Bombonera and you want to take it to penalties against mm. them
2: you're being, being better than your the, than the rival yeah. yeah. um, but yes I think that Boca or at least Alfaro fight, or, uh, his plan uh, was like was like that because the, he knows or Boca knows that they are being a bit stronger now at one one and so as a, as a, in a away condition they are like risking not that much like like I said um, I I yes I count perhaps a bit of uh, individual or isolated place, um a, a very high shot by by Benedetto or or a, a counter attack that uh, a defender of Argentina was clear away uh, things like that it weren't real. Uh, opportunities made by the, the, the playmaking of course
0: yes indeed indeed there were sorry yep. I was uh, reading a headline that just popped yes. up on my which we will talk about later um, but yeah they, they were Alexis Macalister is a name who I guess a lot of our listeners are interested in he's moving to the Premier League well he's Proper, he's meant to be moving to the Premier League, isn't he? There's been talk about him maybe being loaned somewhere while he waits for a work permit, but he's yeah. he's a Brighton player, basically, uh, mm-hmm. once this season is over.
1: Whether they can um, play him or not is to be determined, let's say.
0: Yeah, um, and he, uh, if I remember rightly, scored the opener against Gymnasia last Thursday. Yes. And did pretty well in the first half against Boca as well. I mean, he's he's grown into that role, I think, Um I said when Bocca signed his brother, the left-back, Kevin McAllister, um, that they had got the better of the McAllisters. There are three of them, of course, because their brother Francis also plays in midfield, but he doesn't tend to start for Argentinos. He tends to be on the bench. Um, but I do think Alexis has, has come on a lot. I mean, I, I wasn't, to be clear, I wasn't trying to... Uh, cast any shade on Alexis and say that he was a poor player back then. I just thought that Kevin was the player who stood out to me. Yeah, we should rem- remember um, Alexis as well. Alexis turned into, a, he looks like a very intelligent playmaker. I'm going to be interested to see how he does, if he actually does get games in England.
1: Indeed, in your defence, say when perhaps you said that, it was at kind of a time where Argentina looked crap everywhere, mm. everywhere. right? They, yeah. um, they'd gone, I think. What was it seven or eight or even maybe ten games without winning under Carboni. Carbone um, where rock bottom really weren't offering anything and it's only been really uh, after the new year where they've they brought in uh, Diego Dabove who came from a very decent I think speller at the uh, Cruz right and yeah. he's turned it he's turned it around and and it's a team that plays well don't shit that many goals and they've got some interesting players in. so yeah more power to to them and to, to Alexis who's who's starting to grow into to the role I think you know obviously anyone who plays playmaker at Argentinos Juniors they got some you know there's some history there in the, in the role but he more than deserves to plunge out of uh, Maradona's chest for now
2: yes he's clearly the most important man right now Along with uh, Gabriel Auche, who's back at Argentinos. And if he moves, it will be only Auche there as the experienced player. Only Auche? Mm. Only Auche? This is Gabriel Auche, the guy who's
1: outstripped yes, Messi course. by far in goals against <laughs> Defensive Justicia.
2: I mean, not only because he's not the a, 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 a good player, but only in the number of players with experience there. Yeah.
0: I, I need to explain, I think, a couple of jokes here, because uh, the Maradona's chest one has now had at least two outings on this episode. And it's just occurred to me, I don't think that we mentioned it on the podcast.
1: We must have done, surely. And, it?
0: and it, I think we mentioned it on the Twitter account, for sure, but not all of our listeners have Twitter. Mm. So if you're not familiar with what we're going on about, Argentina a couple of months ago replaced... Um, most clubs in Argentina have these big inflatable tunnels that, that the players come out of. It's basically a way of protecting the players from the away team from projectiles being And tried. sometimes the home team. And sometimes the home <laughs> team as well. Um, and Argentinos unleashed a new one on the world a couple of months ago, which uh, has at the end of it, a, a, it's well, it's Diego Maradona screaming, um, and uh, having just scored a goal. Uh, it's a likeness of that. Um, so they inflate this thing and it looks like Maradona screaming and then the players run out of his chest. And, and as, I, as I said, it just reminds me of Alien, to be honest. Um, so that's one. <laughs> and what was the other joke of oh, Gabriel Alche and his goals against Defensive DC. Yes. There, there was a Twitter account which used it's to be funny still it went. still is but it's, it's not funny anymore because they've started taking themselves seriously you reckon um, which, it's, I which, mean it's kind of hard
1: to sustain one joke well, for it, I don't know it's nearly yeah, 10 years now but,
0: but it, it, it used to moments. be just loads of ridiculous statistics such yeah. as Gabriel Alche is a better player than Lionel Messi because he's done this against how many goals has Lionel Messi scored against Defensive DC, so it would have career first division goals Indeed. goals in the Champions League goals against Brazil and then goals against Defensive with DC and it would give Alce much more points for that than um, than any of the others for Messi and, and silly jokes like that but recently they've started just like live tweeting games that Gabriel Alce is playing in entirely, <laughs> entirely straight lacedly and it's just a bit like oh okay this is a bit dull now so I stopped following them a while ago Fair enough. Uh, but anyway that's the explanation of those the probably more interesting of the two first legs that we had over the weekend though happened in Victoria Um, we said last week that it looked like being an interesting game Atletico Tucumán and Tigre are both sides that like to play nice football in inverted Mm -hmm. commas Um, they're both sides who've come in a a certain amount of good form although one of the things that we were maybe overlooking last week is that Atletico Tucumán's away form hasn't been brilliant of late in spite of the fact that they've got through to the semi-finals of this cup Um, we were expecting goals I wouldn't have been surprised if you'd told me that there would be five goals scored in that match. Mm-hmm. I would have been surprised if you'd told me that they were all going to be scored by one team.
1: Indeed, it was... In the end, I um, read Atletico Man conceded nine goals in 150 minutes of football. Which yeah, is... in,
0: in two consecutive matches away yeah. from home. Because, of course, they lost 4-1 to River yes. in the second leg of the quarter-final,
1: Which is not great. Um, but from what I watched of that game, you can't really argue about uh, Tigre I actually kind of was flicking back and forth I saw it got to 5-0 so I was like am I still going to watch this at 5-0 now? <laughs> this is done and dusted and yeah there was not much but the first half at least they were it was like the Ajax the of Zona Norte they were an absolute machine I think it was Cava Cavaliero's goal yep. which was an absolute beauty if you can google it I think that game was on TNT if I remember rightly so their Twitter account will have the, the official match
0: Yeah, or their YouTube footage. page as well has got yeah, it. In fact, they're mean, very I, good because they don't uh, refresh jab block like anything. By, I, I refresh my memory by checking out the highlights of that one uh, before recording Handapod Indeed. Extra on Sunday night. If you want to listen to Handapod Extra, by the way, you can become a Patreon supporter at patreon.com slash handapod. Uh, to the off topic first,
1: for one please. second, on. uh, have we ever talked about how much better uh, the end it is Social media coverages and Foxes, which is absolutely diabolical. And their
0: television coverage as well.
1: Indeed. I mean, considering this is like their first two years of covering live football, and Fox have been doing it for, what, 30 years? Mm. It's surprising. Like, maybe Fox just need to pull their finger out that their coverage is terrible, considering the amount of people who follow games now on social media and stuff and might not pay for the pack or whatever.
0: No, I agree. Um, the first goal for Tigre was a really nice team move and it was finished off by Lucas Menossi who as I said on Twitter after the game I wouldn't have complained if Lucas Menossi had been in the preliminary squad for the Copa America I have to say the way he's been playing the last two months or so
1: It would have it's been a been, stretch but really yeah.
0: No, but I mean I, I think if you had a midfielder who plays that role Uh, That that starts in that position Plays the role that he plays And was doing it that well For any of the big five sides And particularly for River or Boca Mm -hmm. He'd he'd be straight in the team In fact I
2: I was going to say that uh, If uh, Ezequiel Palacios leaves Which I think is quite probable Mm. It's uh, uh, something that could happen I would like I really would like Messi Sorry Menosi, Not Messi uh, (laughs) You take Messi as well right? uh, yeah. Uh, to sign for River because he plays in very similar position and yeah. and he uh, as a, as a centre midfielder but not a centre midfielder but because he plays uh, like uh, more in the box than uh, usual or, yeah. or normal uh, centre midfielders do. How old is Minasi?
1: Uh, he
0: is about tw- I think he's 26. I looked it up. Ah, so he's not day, so he's not young, old, yeah. but he's not young. Exactly. Um, but he is coming into his prime, and as you said, Juan Cavallaro Cavallaro, I can never quite it's remember. It's Cavallaro, so. yeah. I don't anyway. think they did it. Um, scored two goals, one of which was a very nice one indeed. And he's uh, got an interesting little career arc. He basically got robbed of a decent portion of his career when he was at San Lorenzo by injury, didn't he? spent mm. like a, the best part of the whole season out, and then went to Ecuador or Peru or something. I think one to, of those countries to recover. Yeah. He's now back at Tigre and playing fantastic. Yes, and about
2: the, the the list that we, I think we will talk about this later. Uh, the 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 final list. Uh, I think that yes, Menosi. If of course he plays for Tigre, and that is something. If he uh, if something similar to Matias Suarez will have happened to Menosi, he will for sure. Or I think he will be there because Matias Suarez is there, and he plays for River since the two or three months ago. I don't remember exactly the date, but. Uh, um it's Paredes there. and I don't remember a a single match played uh, decently by him at the national (laughs) team. Uh, So, yes, I think that he will be there. uh, Of course, he's paying the price for playing for for because he plays for Tigre, I think. uh, Mm That's the reason why he's not there. Yeah,
0: I mean, I, I was talking about the, the list of uh, the 40, the preliminary list, I didn't actually realize the final list had come out yeah, so course. Well, yeah, they just slipped out then. The reason for this is that I was supposed to have the internet installed today at my new flat, so I went up and sat there for five hours and then nobody turned up, so I was sitting in an internetless room, internetless room um, all afternoon. So I'm a little bit, I'm, I'm about seven or eight hours behind a lot of the news that we're gonna be talking about a little bit later. Um, but, no, so Tigre, anyway, to take it back to the tie at the weekend, fived it up. Néstor Gorosito afterwards said, you know, Barcelona won 4 nil and then went out. He got the score wrong, of course, because Barcelona actually won 3-0. Um, but he, he said that Barcelona won 4 nil and then went out. So we can't relax because, you know, if they can go out with the team that they've got and with that lead, then we can definitely fuck this up from here, basically, <laughs> is what he was saying. Um, it's a bold comparison, i say. But indeed, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, if you look but at really, I mean, <laughs> Liverpool are a slightly better team than Atletico <laughs> Double Man as well. You would expect Atletico to be better um, at home in mm-hmm. front of their own fans at the weekend. I'm assuming they play on Sunday, is it? Or
1: I, I think so, yeah.
0: Um, but I'd,
1: I'd be very surprised if they got through. I think Tigre are all better. Yeah, the it's, it's done, really. I think if Atletico are going to go out and try and score five, then they're going to concede at least one.
0: Yeah, precisely Yes, um, the we... goals yes. are used And, of course, that means that Tigre have a very realistic chance of going all the way and Not qualifying
1: that it matters And qualifying
0: <laughs> for next year's Copa Libertadores Because, no. again, as we've said before A couple of times already this year um, The winners of this competition will, according to the Superliga's regulations Go into the 2020 Copa Libertadores Except They won't That for some reason, this afternoon Tuesday afternoon, Converball released a communique saying that no teams are going to be allowed to play in next year's continental competitions who aren't in the top flight of their country's league which is the first time they've done that I mean there are at least two sorry there's at least one and I think two or three teams in the second division in this year's Sudamericana Independiente Football Club um, of Paraguay won the Copa Paraguay last year and are Mm -hmm. playing at the moment well not I mean I don't mean right this moment but they're involved at the moment in the Copa Sudamericana um, while playing in the Paraguayan second division it's also happened in the past with a couple of other teams São yeah,
1: I think Paulista Paulist, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, and the, yeah, there was a team from the north of Brazil as well. who won the Copa Brasil or something one year and
1: yeah. played it Goias uh, I think, Goyos, I think hmm. they played the Copa Sudamericana final and the, and got relegated the same year and I think they were in the Sudamericana yeah. the following year Um, Um, Because before It's always been down to Local associations Right To put these rules So Argentina can say Right You can't um, Be in a continental competition If you get relegated Apart from If you Grab a Leprechaun Do free somersaults And Mm. and Whatever Uh, But now yeah Now world For some reason Which can only be be That they Hate Tigre Which we kind of saw We could have Guess maybe from the two thousand and twelve sort of, any kind of final, where they got absolutely <laughs> screwed over. I think really. That was all Brazilian
0: police dealing with them. Um, yeah, I but Condeball's
1: reaction was not uh, particularly sympathetic. No, either. it
0: wasn't. Um, but at any rate, so I, I find it. the timing is all a bit bizarre. Condeball uh, put this out, and then a lot, a bunch of people started going, "What? Like, why? Why not?" Um, And then Comebol said, look, this was in a communique that we sent round to all of the federations um, back in December. Mm -hmm. And both the AFA and the CBF, the Brazilian um, Association, have said, apparently have said in the the last hour or two, first we've heard about it. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: So we shall see. I I think that Tigre would probably, if they were to win the Copa Superliga... They'd have a pretty good case and they'd have plenty of time as well to take it to somewhere like the Court of Arbitration for Sport if they wanted to. So, yeah, I mean, I I would think that, I would like to think that they'd give it a go. I don't know whether they'll care. I mean, obviously, there's still the glory of lifting a trophy if if they can go on to win it.
1: Um, I mean, I don't know how much, I mean, what jurisdiction do Commonwealth have to decide what national, what teams are. Uh, federation sends a, if, if you're organizing every a competition, federation sends a team they want they yeah, set sure, but, their but their also if,
0: if you're organising a competition then you get to say you can play in it and you can't I've, I've, I've if no you problem really that, with, with if you Ball. delegate
1: that power to the associations then how can you then turn around and go Ah, oh, actually like yeah, you can pick no, all your exactly. teams but these ones not
0: if Commonwealth can prove that this really was a communique that they sent in December yeah. because you know the whole modernisation of the Libertadores mm-hmm. and the Sudamericana switching to single leg finals um, wanting to give it a new image and and sell South American football to the world if they can prove that they actually did say this in December yeah. before the current load of qualifications started then then fine but it sounds like it might very well be bollocks to me yes. and the timing yeah. that, that they've decided to come out and re- reiterate in inverted commas yeah. it, it just honestly, a bit yeah. weird I, I honestly
1: mean, can't understand why it's like um, I mean I couldn't give two shiny shits if Tigre in the Libertadores next year or not. I'm not a Tigre fan, and you know uh, they're relegated. That's it. But I mean, what difference could it possibly make to the prestige having one or two teams who are in low divisions? Like, yeah. well, you think someone from England is going to turn around? Ah, oh, let's have a look at the Libertadores. Oh wait, this team Tigre. I'm in Argentina's second division, and oh, no. let's go watch the
2: the Asian Cup.
1: Let's yeah. not bother with this in fact, doesn't make any
2: sense whatsoever. In fact there are no, not many But there are teams That have, have played Copa Libertadores Being mm. in the second division Are more perhaps Playing Copa Sudamericana Than Libertadores But yeah. still there are some
0: Indeed um, Anyway We I Still hope that Tigre Go on and win the thing Because it would make right. Even more people Look silly now If it did happen um, They do have a second leg Of course still to get through This does
1: set up a fun hypothetical, though. Yes. Uh, Tigre win, as we're expecting them to. Boca beat Argentina's Juniors and go through to the final. Both of those sides won't get a place in the Libertadores because one can't and the other already has. Quite right. Who gets the Libertadores place? They're going to have to do a... Copa de la Copa de Superliga between Atlético Tucumán and Argentina's Juniors uh, decide this so there was a thing that I saw before <laughs> the Copa
0: Superliga kicked off mm-hmm. saying that if the finalists had been the teams who finished top four in the Superliga so say like, Racing River the, against Boca or if, Defensive Justicia if, if the four semi-finalists have been the four teams who finished in the top four of the Superliga so yeah exactly yeah. Racing River and Boca versus Defensive Justicia um then that place would have been guaranteed Basically it all drops a, a down one position in the league table right. So in other words River would take the copper, Regardless of whether they have won it or not mm-hmm. Would have taken the Copa Super Superliga winner's automatic spot in the group stage right. And the spot that River have in the second or third qualifying round For having finished fourth yeah. Drops down one position to Atletico Tucumán, yeah. And then the Sud Sudamericana spot also drops one position down the league so, basically,
1: if Boca, Boca beat Argentinos Juniors, Atletico Tucumán don't have to bother about beating Tigre. Presumably. That's
0: it. Although, having said that, I've just looked at the days that they're being played, and they will be played in, the second legs are going to be played in the same order that the first legs were played in. Right. Uh, so, in fact, Atletico Tucumán do need to bother, because they're not going to know they're going to play on Saturday, and Boca Argentinos isn't going to be until Sunday evening. Well, there we go. <laughs> there we go. <do. laughs> there we do go. Um... It's all up in the air, and it's all very confusing and very silly. But that's South American football for you, really. Yeah,
2: isn't it? this time it's not all on Argentina. We should say no, it's and, not. and we we must say that we criticize a lot Argentine. Well, Superliga, uh, in this case, it's Superliga more more than AFA, but Superliga stated also a, like a communique or, or a press release asking AFA to defend Tigriam after this like new. Uh, statement by mm. Conmebol saying that if this has been approved before uh, uh, Tigre uh, was relegated to Nacional B, yeah. it's not fair, and, and they have to correct something, some somehow correct this, yeah. and, and 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 allow Tigre to participate in the Copa Libertadores if they win, of course, mm. Copa Superliga.
0: Yeah, we'll have to see what ends up happening. Um, the other point, of course, that Tigres win just dredged the surface yet again was the ridiculousness of the relegation system and the yes. fact that a very good Tigre team went down I had some conversations on Twitter on Sunday evening with some Argentines who disagreed with um, my ideas about how teams should be relegated and when teams should be relegated loads of people surprising number of people actually think that the, that the Promedios work and, and do a good job and I had people going oh, but they deserve to get relegated a, a year or two ago to which the responses were, no, they didn't, because if they did, if, if they deserved, by your criteria, saying the promedios are, are fair, then they would have been relegated. And they didn't finish in the bottom four of any of the three years that go towards the rele- the, the average that's just made up, um, that just got them relegated. So, first of all, no, they didn't deserve to. But secondly, if they deserved to two or three years ago, then fine. Mm. relegate them two or three years ago don't relegate them now when when they're really good and are clearly going to be a big loss to the Super next season
1: indeed um, I agree with you but I would add uh, one caveat which is for one time only uh, for the coming season I'm going to agree with the Promedios, because otherwise it would be just as ridiculous to relegate a team on the back of what is it going to be a Twenty-three game league season and then a separate cup competition, mm. as doing it over three more or less complete seasons. So next year I'm gonna be a favour, but then once we get down to twenty-two teams or whatever and can actually do a proper league, they can get uh, get stuffed.
0: Yeah, um, I don't know what that's. I, I guess that's an argument to not getting rid of them right now which exactly, nobody is yeah. talking about doing anyway that, that yeah. they're, they're definitely going to be in fact next season the Superliga yes. is going to be the only division in Argentine football yes. uh, where the promedios are still used because from the Nacional on downwards they're getting rid of them next season Indeed. Um, and they're just going to do straight relegation which mm-hmm. is nice <laughs> yeah hopefully that proves to be a successful. I, I'm struggling to understand how it couldn't be seen as either successful or unsuccessful depending yes. on your point of view. Bearing in mind that on Sunday I literally said to one of the people who, who was arguing with me, so are you saying that the point of relegation is to relegate, in your opinion, is the point of relegation to relegate the worst teams in the division? And his response was, not for me, no. Oh.
2: <laughs>
0: I, I asked him the question thinking, I've got him here. And he went, no. And I mean, did if you. if you don't Absolutely think did you. if you don't Stitch think that the teams up. that are relegated should be the worst teams, there you go. Then <laughs> th- then there's very little that you can say about it,
1: isn't like you know? There's there's not much that I can do to argue. Indeed. we should um, add just uh, to add, to carry on from your point about the end of Promeyos in the lower leagues. Um, it will still be the case next year that in the Nacional B at least mm-hmm. uh, a team might get relegated despite having. Picked up more points that, than a team that doesn't get relegated Because, yes, because of the, the two line, zones yeah. And one will get relegated from each they directly.
2: And directly directly appropriately Because, appropriately because nothing playoffs. can
1: ever be perfect and simple It and again, always has to be a little bit <laughs>
2: Again, it was said a lot of times But uh, it was said a lot of times So this will be once more uh, That premieres were created to save uh, Or to prevent big teams from yeah. relegation mm. and, and River, San Lorenzo it was almost uh, there uh, to go to the Nacional Bay and Independiente was relegated uh, uh, along with River so Racing too in
1: 83 so the first team to, to get relegated under Promedias the first Grande at least
2: so yes yeah, so um, it has no sense and, and in this case yes, Tigre is like uh, uh, paying for that not deserving it and and yes it would be good it was said that it will be they were eliminated Of course, we don't know when, but uh, uh, this case, of course, it's good, not good for Tigre, but good for, uh, to say again, well, just eliminate Prometheus.
0: Yeah, absolutely. We're going to take a half-time break now. I will refill our glasses. Um, And when we come back, we will have a bit of national team talk um, for, yeah, that and, and some other stuff. I think we've had one or two questions as well. Okay. we had a
1: couple from last week that yeah, might we have missed least, a cut so we could we had do at these, least one we from last in. week
0: that, that um, got here a bit too late for us so we can use that uh, for now don't go away. first order of business for part two of this week's Hand of Pod is the national team, and as we said during the first half, the fact that the fir- the final 23 man squad for the Copa America has been named. In alphabetical order, because that's how the AFA have listed it, it is as follows Marcos Acuna, who is a midfielder come fullback, mm-hmm. Sergio Aguero, who is a number nine. Esteban Andrada, who's a goalkeeper. Franco Armani, who's a goalkeeper. Milton Casco, who is a fullback. Rodrigo de Paul, who is a attacking midfielder. Ángel Di Maria, who is... Yes. Angel An Ángel Di, Di Maria. Maria. Yeah. <laughs> Great minds think alike, though. <laughs> Indeed. Paolo Di Bella, who is, uh, for Argentina at least... I a, shadow a particularly match. effective number 10. Juan Foyt, who's a centre-back... Um, Ramiro Funes Mori a centre back really? as well. <laughs> Giovanni Locelso who's a midfielder. Agustin Marquesin who is a midfielder. Lissandro Lautaro, sorry, Martinez. Hmm? Who's Lissandro Martinez? Oh the he's def- the defensive f- f- def- he? Yeah, it I asked. Lautaro Martinez, who is a striker, Lionel Messi, who is Lionel Messi, Nicolas Otamendi, who is a centre back. Ezequiel Palacios, who is a midfielder Leandro Paredes, who's a midfielder Roberto Pereira, who is a... A midfielder Yeah, you know, midfielder, midfielder. Come yes. forward maybe at times Germán Petzela, who's a centre-back uh, Who's that? Guido, Guido Rodriguez, Rodriguez Who's a central midfielder Renzo Sarabia, who's a full-back Matias Suárez, who is a forward And Nicolás Tagliafico, who is a full-back There we go mm-hmm. Only two goalkeepers, is the first thing I'm thinking. Three. No,
2: Armani, uh, Marquesina, and Andrada are the three yes.
0: goals. Oh, Marquesina's there, that's right. Yes, I named him, didn't I?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Either that or I skipped over him. Um, good. So, all three goalkeepers are present, which is good. It's a start, yeah. Got to name three goalkeepers, it's one of the rules. Um, what else do we think about this squad, guys? I've just seen it for the first time as I read all the names out. So uh,
1: Clearly... Either Scaloni or Minotti have been taking bribes from River. That's the only reason I can think why Matias Suarez is, is there over someone like Mauro Icardi or, or someone else.
0: Well, Matias Suarez has played very well for Argentina in the couple of friendlies that, that he's got appearances in. I agree that it's a bit bizarre that he's been called up now rather than. I mean, well. Or rather, clearly he's only been called up now because he's playing for River all of a sudden when he was playing fantastically for Belgrano beforehand as well and Indeed. not getting a look in.
1: And also looked into this, the last time he scored more or even he got into double figures in a season was 2013. Yeah. So that's six years scoring single-figure goals and now he's in the Argentina team. It, it's a strange one. I wonder if it was a toss-up in the end between Suarez and Benedetto. And the fact that Benedetto has just fallen off a cliff these last few weeks uh, sealed the deal?
0: It could be. But mm. uh, I, I think Suarez is linked fairly well with Messi. And, and the goals aren't, aren't the biggest part of his game, kind of as you've hinted. He's more of a second striker than a goal-getter. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm not saying, just yeah. to be clear, I'm not saying that he necessarily should be in the squad. Yeah. I'm just defending him a little bit and, and I, I 100% agree that if he hadn't moved to River he wouldn't be anywhere yes, yeah. nobody would be it's a surprise
2: about. anyway it's a surprise along with uh, uh, Ramiro Funes Mori yeah. uh, being there uh, Pesela is there also. so the all the I think the um, the probable or the 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 11 players that should start now could be with Otamendi and, and, and Pesela perhaps you think yeah uh, rather than Fultz Mori but uh, yes he's surprised surprise anyway also uh, um, and then I guess the other
1: surprise for me um, not so much on on ability or or kind of the overall kind of medium term form because I think he's been playing extremely well uh, these plus, past couple of years after uh, having a pretty rough start uh, to life at River but uh, Milton Casco who got in ahead of Gabi Marcal. Um, and yeah. And he's just come back from injury, right? He's played, he played what, two games or yes. a game? Yeah, two, two I think. maybe two. Did he play, I know he played in the second leg against Atlético Tucumán, I can't remember if he played the first. Not can I? You guys would have to help me out on that one. But, oh,
0: I've got that I've
2: yeah. app here. Yes, he, he oh, played playing the, playing. the second leg against Atlético Tucumán and uh, the other, I think the...
0: played in, let's see, uh, in the first leg he was a substitute and he was an unused substitute in the Fair first leg, so he didn't play Right, so
2: it's only one yeah.
0: yeah, just one game yeah. I mean he's, a, my, left. My he's guess, a left
2: back but he can play on exactly. both sides right? my guess so, would be that that's yeah.
0: why he's got the knot ahead of Mercado if they've seen something they liked in training his yeah. versatility
1: I mean that's I would right. have rather probably had in and Mercado ahead of Funis Mori mm-hmm. if I had to pick because Marcao also can, can fill in, in at centre-back. And Forniz Mori is Forniz Mori.
0: Can I just say, Dan, that Juan Foyt, in the photo they put up there, looks a little bit like you. It, it's a very small photo, and I might be squinting a little bit, but there's, there's a certain similarity. I'm
1: very flattered that uh, you've compared me to a 21-year-old <laughs> yeah, yeah, professional footballer, just... so I'm not going to argue over that at all. Um, Foyt's an interesting one. Um, I was talking to some Andrew Gaffney on on Twitter earlier about this and he's a guy who's is kind of like the, pre- the appreciation he has from from the people around him from guys like Pochettino and evidently Scaloni Menotti is a little bit higher than what he's actually shine I think uh, it's clear that he's a young kid who's got uh, a lot a lot of talent and he's I think if he carries on the way he, the way he's been pl- the way he's kind of been hinting he's going to be a very very good defender but uh, for Tottenham and for Argentina he's kind of shown perhaps kind of like the maturity kind of the, the level head isn't quite there so
0: yeah there have been a few growing pains I remember yes. he, he made his I can't remember whether it was his Spurs debut but it was his first start or something uh, in towards the end of the first half of the season just gone and um, and was, if I remember rightly he was man of the match in one game he got sent off in the very next game and then he was man of the match in the game after that when and I think the one
2: after that he gave away two penalties or yeah. something like that Yeah. you, you mean Tottenham right because yeah. uh, for national team uh, he of course doesn't have a lot of of records there But uh, he played against Venezuela yes, I not remember he, if he played enough yes, yeah. and he suffered a lot but yeah. well of course it's only one game mm-hmm. uh, and it's not something to judge whether he reserves or not no. uh, he's of course the future I think in you know, the as a centre-back and yes. the present is perhaps Tamendi and Pesela and talking about Casco perhaps it's a surprise but as you have been saying uh, he will be a good, rep- good replacement for even Sarabia or Tegel who I assume mm-hmm. they will they will start uh, in the yeah. starting lineup yeah, yeah you
1: um, say if there's one place in particular this, this squad looks short on the ground it's on uh, holding midfielders um Scaloni's decided to go with Leandro Perez, Who of course started life As a Raquel uh, Attacking kind of a, a playmaker and he's kind of moved back As the um, as years Have gone by but oh,
0: I've, I've just realised why I thought there were only two goalkeepers It's Because I read out Marquezine and said he was a, a midfielder Didn't I? I was getting confused with Marconi ah. and uh,
1: Who was go. in the
0: 40 But isn't in the 23 yeah. So yes, he sorry, finally. And, and, sorry, your, your mention of yes. holding midfielders made me realise what i have done now. Uh, but yeah, Guido Rodriguez, Leandro Paredes.
2: Um, is he the only one? The, the only defensive yeah, midfielder. I hope right?
1: yeah. doesn't get used yeah. there because he's much better playing further up the field than he is as a as a holding yeah, midfielder. No, he's uh, been playing primarily for Betis as uh, attacking midfielder or even second striker, yeah. and that's where he yes. really needs to be because he's got so much talent. And it will be a waste to have him as a as part of a double five. Absolutely, which agree. hasn't worked with Paredes so far. No. So maybe that to Guido Rodriguez kind of been the kind of the surprise
2: addition to the starting lineup as we go into the first game. Yes, because uh, uh, talking about him, uh, I think that surprisingly for me at least, it's his only central uh, defensive midfielder in the list, yeah. right? Uh, there is the, all of the others are.
0: Well, it's a weird because Paredes is the weird one, isn't he? Because I mean, when he played here for Boca, he was. Kind of a number ten, yes. And then since moving to Europe, he seems to have transformed into a number five, without anybody in Argentina having really seen that happen because you know most Argentines don't watch any European football. Indeed, um, and also because he's been playing for PSG, who uh, they particularly don't watch a lot of French football, yes. and so we've only really got to see him in the Champions League. Um, and it's been a bit of a strange transformation. By all accounts, he's not doing a bad job at it, but it just it still seems a bit weird, even what, well, like four years on nearly, um, to think of Leandro Paredes as, as a defensive midfielder, to me.
1: Yeah, and I'll say as well, it's one thing to do it, perhaps in PSG where 80% of their matches are horrifically one-sided. Mm. To do it um, in a team like Argentina who always, always look shaky at the back and usually need someone to anchor that defence, which is why, of course, uh, Javier Mascherano stayed in that role Uh a good three years kind of past his sell by date,
0: yeah.
1: Um, we might have seen Santiago Ascasibar as another alternative, but I don't think he's really pulling up any roots in club football at the moment, from what I've heard, yes. So it's a tough one, yeah. Again, it's the same story as always. It's like yes, a very yes. unbalanced squad, plenty of potential up front, uh, plenty of attacking talent, not really many creators unless. Scaloni listens to me and puts Locenzo out there. And the rest of the squad is uh, leaves a lot to be desired for me. Any, well, anyway,
2: sorry, some no? it, it was uh, said that it should be uh, either Rodriguez or Marconi. And I don't know why it could be both of them yeah. uh, there. Uh, to have another defensive, poor defensive, of course, perhaps for you, sir, Another paredes is another defensive one. I, I see it more as a passing midfielder than a. Yeah,
0: exactly. It's it's a bit of a strange one. Um, I d- there's also the question of whether you need a purely defensive yes. midfielder in international football these days. But I'd say usually you
1: shouldn't, football. but Argentina usually do. As yeah. was my, the point I was trying I was, to make. Yeah, before. I think
0: that was. Uh, I think that's about right. Um, the 11 that La Nación seemed to think is the one that Scaloni is thinking of, with a couple of doubts, three doubts, in fact, in there, um, is either Franco Armani or Esteban Andrada in goal,
1: mm-hmm.
0: a, li- a right-to-left back four of Renzo Sarabia, Germán Petzela, Nicolás Otamendi and Nicolás Tagliafico, so far, so
1: long Controversial, I think
0: Yeah, I mean It would be great If we could find a better option Than Ottamendi At centre-back yes. Given his age You know, I'm not, not disputing That he deserved to be there Once upon a time But it's a bit worrying That he still is <laughs> But how many times Have I said that Over the course of this podcast When talking about The national team And mm. centre-backs um, A four-man midfield From right to left Of Palacios Paredes Either Pereira Or Lo And either Di Maria Or Pereira so, it looks like Roberto Pereira is going to be in that midfield come what may.
1: In some capacity. One would think yeah.
0: that if Lo Celso is played alongside Paredes, um, then Pereira will play on the on the wing. Um, and, and, well, if, if they decide to play Pereira more more centrally, then Di Maria will play on the wing, presumably. And a front two of Sergio Aguero and Lionel Messi, who at least is one name, I think we can all agree should be on in there.
1: Yes, Yes. And Aguero too, I think, is there shouldn't be too much yeah. dispute about that.
0: Although we do have an Argentine in the room, so maybe you have a problem with Aguero Andres.
2: No, no, I have yes, al- always been, had a, re- a great relationship with him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he's delighted.
0: The interesting thing there, I mean, A, the names that are the doubts. I mean, okay, Andrade Armani, either way you're going to get somebody who is in good form, is a good shot stopper. Shouldn't be being picked ahead of Sergio Romero. There you go. I've said it for the week. I'll shut up now. Um, a decent, unspectacular, at international level at least, goalkeeper, either way. The back four looks fairly settled. And the other doubts, the, I mean, I, I still find it a bit depressing that Angel Di Maria is in the conversation for the national team. Yes. But the Pereira or Locelso alongside Paredes in central midfield is the interesting one because, A, there's the question of how he's thinking of Giovanni Locelso, as mm-hmm. you hinted at, Dan. Um, presumably he's not thinking that Roberto Pereira Couldn't play holding midfield He'd hope not um, So if <laughs> sorry, w- you I mean, This face. is Lionel Galloni we're talking about So it, it, all bets are off But if it, um, He is thinking, looking at Pereira Is this a case of maybe picking Pereira As the more attacking option And hinting therefore that Rochelso could come in as a defensive option Or is it that he sees them both as very similar players And can't quite ch- choose between them And wants Paredes to be the sole defensive
1: uh, anchor. Yeah, I think it probably goes a little bit more along those lines. We should mention this is just the opinion of um, of the journalist, right? Rather than anything that Scaloni's uh, mentioned himself. Um, uh, If you listen to this press conference today, Scaloni sort of hinted that um, he wasn't going to be trying to emulate the likes of Guardiola or Barcelona or anything of the sort in, in trying to build a team that keeps possession I think Sergio well,
0: Batista made a big show of that didn't he when he yeah. was manager he was like oh, we want to play like Barcelona and you were like right but you're a shit manager and you've got loads of crap players to call up so yes. good luck with that
1: I think Scaloni's direct uh, textual quote was we don't want to want to keep possession for possession's sake mhm um, which was an interesting thing to say with uh, Menotti sitting right by, right beside him, uh, giving him demon stares. But yeah, um, he doesn't really have much choice, right? He's got an, a team that hasn't really played together ever. He's going into a, a huge game in the, in the first round of fixtures against Colombia, which is really a must-win if Argentina want to avoid the Brazil. You know, finishing top place in their group and at least avoid the Brazil side of the draw yeah. and the knockouts um, and yeah uh, at least with this team that's been, been mooted here you've got a lot of mobility uh, especially if Pereira gets a nod over Lo So you've got three midfielders in there who like to move the ball fast to um, get up and down the pitch and can transition from defence into attack very rapidly and then of course Messi and Aguero I think they're their reputation speaks for himself, really. Um, will it work? I don't have a clue. But um, if that's the idea, just keep Paredes right in front of the defence, kind of getting the ball every now and then and spraying it out to, uh, to get the team moving forward quickly. And if they just keep messy in the final third, uh, it could be workable. I don't
0: know Yeah I mean even Ironically given how long We've been going on On this podcast And you know All of us individually In columns and whatnot, Whenever we've written About the national team About the need for To get Lionel Messi The ball closer to goal He is now entering A stage of his career Where even for Barcelona He's dropping deeper yes. um, he's, he's playing almost As a wide midfielder At times for his club So maybe That's going to benefit The national team in, in some ways That he's getting more used To playing that kind of role Week in week out Or Maybe. Yeah, Messi. To the maybe. To maybe. Stuff.
2: Messi has just won the the six, sixth uh, It's the Golden Boot. Uh, I
0: think the Golden Boot is going to be settled this coming weekend, isn't it? Because there's one of the there's there's some bloke in one of the well, s- he, smaller in a. He won a Golden league, so something. He uh, cup. But he's won the Pichichi at the Spanish oh, yes. of La Liga. Yeah.
1: And I think he will win the the Golden Shoe. It's yeah, I think fair, it's pretty much a I think The other guy needs a hat
0: trick to overtake him. I can't remember who it is. No. Annoyingly, I apologise to him <laughs> if he's listening. Um,
1: but yeah. yeah, the one thing you know, the panorama I would fear most, just looking at uh, that team, is a situation where you've got kind of the midfield not really doing anything, Messi tracking back until up to the halfway line, and Sergio Agüero basically with his hands in his pockets. Inside the area, waiting for any sort of uh, any sort of service. I which... find it
0: very difficult to imagine that happening for Argentina, Dan. I, mean, I know.
1: Um, I'm always the doom monger, but yeah. it, it could happen, and t- we don't want it to happen.
0: I, I struggle to conceive with the idea, <laughs> but still. Where's uh, our sarcastic one? Um, okay, good. Anything else? So, when does this Copper America thing start? This For Copa f- America thing starts on the fourteenth. On the fourteenth, Argentina human. plays uh, the fifteenth. against yeah. yeah. Colombia, I think. Yes, correct. Kicking off on Thursday, I think it is. Uh, is the under twenty World Cup? Indeed. Argentina's first match of that is against South Africa on Saturday, uh, three thirty in the afternoon at our time. Um, we've not really talked about the under twenty national. I think we mentioned the squad list, didn't we? A yes. couple of weeks yes. ago. Um, yeah, we what, mentioned. What do we? What are we expecting? I mean. And Based on recent
1: competitions, they? Um, if they get any any further than the first round, it would be a, a small victory. Mm. Um, the player, you know, there's talent in the team as there always is. Um, it looks like there was a little bit more continuity this year with the um, with the squad that went to the South American Championships, which is good. At least the players have played together. I know, unlike. Um, uh, previous years I've seen they've at least spent a good amount of time together the bulk of the squad they've been training um, played a few practice matches so they should be better prepared than they than they have been in in previous iterations
0: which is a low bar to clear I which is a is. very low
1: bar to clear um, no we'll see um, I'd say if a quarter final would would be a decent result uh, if they went any further then then it's a win
2: we have to see because um, of course the Americana was pretty dull at the, fir- uh, the first matches and then they, they improved quite quite a lot uh, but yes uh, it's really I think to preview or to predict some results It's uh, I, I, I don't like that very much but of course uh, uh, I don't think they are, they are candidates to win the title that's for sure and no. um, it's that's something that even when they, they improved a lot a lot in the South Americano for the final round, uh, yes, I think. You'd that say yeah, you
1: say all the South Americans from what we saw in what was it Chile, right? Yes, yes. yes. Um, Ecuador are going to be the team to watch. Indeed. Uh, uh, I- Sorry, Ecuador, for your inevitable first round exit.
0: Argentina are in Group F along with Portugal, South Korea. And South Africa, who I've already said. That's a said, tough group. There, that but is a like, very tough group. I mean, I don't really know anything about Portugal, South Korea, or South Africa under-20s, to be honest. Dan, South if, if Korea then,
1: tend to be stronger under-20 level or, or youth level. Mm. So, so do Portugal.
0: historically. Historically, but not that. for a decade, really. Uh, the other South American nations, Colombia are in Group A, along with Poland, Tahiti, and Senegal. Um, group... Uh, B is Japan, Mexico, Ecuador as Dan said uh, possibly the strongest side from this continent and Italy mm. Uruguay are in group C along with New Zealand, Honduras and Norway uh, and that is it the teams going through to the second round are the teams in first and second and there is going to be a last 16 we've only got 4 groups
1: but you've got a group E there
0: oh no sorry we haven't got 4 groups have we so we're going to get 16 teams from one, two, three, four, five, six groups which means that you're going to get the top 2 from each side which is 8 teams
1: and the 4 be- fir- best 3rd place teams yes
0: and the 4 best 3rd place teams going through to that makes 12 doesn't yes.
1: it? you'd hope Argentina could get through to the second round there then
0: hmm. yes um, we shall see anyway yes. so hang on that's a 12, 12 team second round how does
1: that work? No, 16. 12, the top two from the six groups plus oh, four. Oh, uh, yeah, uh, sorry, yeah. Oh, come yes. on. I know you've had a long day, but yeah.
0: come on. Um, the other competition coming up, the other World Cup coming up, is the Women's World Cup. Argentina, um, it's not for a little bit longer yet, so we, we won't talk about it this week, but Argentina are playing that friendly that we mentioned a week or two ago against Uruguay. Mm. It is going to be in San Luis in spite yes. of that violence, There was talk, you might remember, of it being taken to a different province or possibly being called off altogether but um, in the end they are going to be playing it in Saint Luis on um, oh god, I think it's on Saturday, but I can't remember right. no, hang on, it's this week, it might be on Thursday uh, Thursday or Friday um, before they fly to France for that so if you're a member of the Argentine uh, women's national team, or for that matter the Argentine boys under 20 team, uh, good luck yes we wish you all the best Um, and now listeners questions I'm going to do the email one first because otherwise I'll forget Ese Todoroki wrote in about an hour ago and said question one will Tigre take it all the way to win the Copa Superliga
1: I mean they're going to be in the final right so they're
0: they're my favourites at this point given how I mean if they play Argentinos I think they're favourites Mm -hmm. and if they play Boca then Tigre scored some goals
1: (laughs) They have, Boca yeah, they haven't.
0: So it's at the moment, three matches with no goals for Boca. Yeah, right? three <laughs> consecutive uh, nil-nil draws.
1: You do wonder though that if this um, prohibition from next year's copper gets confirmed, if that would just take no. the wind out of their sails. If I were or is a team, spur If to
0: I were a team, I mean, you, you want to win a trophy, don't you? Well, yeah. Copper. So. They still get to, to lift a title. Essay's um, other question is, thoughts on the Copa America 2019 squad? Are there any surprises? Are there any players that you're hoping to be in or not in the squad? I think we've answered that one already.
1: Yeah, um, really? one, Yeah, perhaps one player we didn't cover that much was uh, Mauri Cari, but I think in that case, he's brought it on himself.
0: Yes, he has kind of burnt his bridges there. Yeah. Um, I don't know what the latest... I, I, I noticed there were a couple of headlines around today about... What he's done, and now he's not particularly popular with the dressing room, or something. But
1: well, he was out of the inter team for for at least a month, I think, even longer. Mm. Basically, because he was refusing to sign a new contract, and there was all sorts of fun and games. And this last game at the weekend, he started as sub behind Lvdara Martinez. He did come on and score a penalty, but it's been yeah very disappointing for season for him. Yeah. Considering, and it's yeah, it's a little bit unfair as well because. The previous two seasons, he'd done more than enough to be in the squad for the Copa America 2017 and then the 2018 World Cup, I think. Yeah. Aside from Aguero no, and Messi, of course, no other uh, Argentine forward had scored as many as him at kind of at that higher level. I mean, but he yes, wasn't included.
0: When he's had the chance for Argentina, he's looked pretty underwhelming, I to be said. This is true, which yes. I remember after his debut, I, I expressed some surprise because it just didn't even appear to be trying. And I was like, you've Indeed. waited such a long time and you have given yeah. you know, your opinion to so many people that oh I've got a point to prove against I the team and then you put in a performance like that you didn't even run yeah. uh, but he's
1: far from being the only person guilty of that
0: oh absolutely Yeah. Um, Gustavo sent this question in uh, last week but he was about an hour late to um, I don't know it was about two hours late because we recorded uh, it was a day late in fact because we recorded the day earlier <laughs> than he, he realised but he said what are your opinions on the upcoming clusterfuck of a tournament that the Nacional B is shaping up to be
1: Atlanta went up, so what more can you ask for, really?
0: There are going to be loads of teams in it because of, we mentioned at the time they changed the rules of the Primera Bay, which is the, the third division, uh, to halfway through the season. To Isn't he talking our, about the Primera be- No, no, he's talking about the Nacional Bay. Is he? He said Nacional Bay and he's Argentine, so he knows the difference. Oh,
1: I always assume so yeah. if it's Gustavo, he's talking about the Primera Bay be- and Metropolitana. Yeah.
2: No, um, because he's also a fan of Atlanta.
1: This is true. Now he's changed his yes. his outfit, Yes,
0: it's it's going to be an interesting one, isn't it? Because there are going to be loads of teams in it. It's yeah, like I guess thirty-five
1: if, or something. Yeah, <laughs> financially it makes sense, at least for the teams who are in the metropolitan region. It doesn't do that much for the teams who are who are outside Buenos Aires. But then,
0: mm.
1: when has the AFA ever cared about them? Um. Yeah, we'll see. Um. It's going to be more structured than the Superliga at least that's about as much as I can say in favour
0: yeah Um, oh that's you Dan this is a conversation between us a few days ago now Stephen Hooley says even though he has chosen to play for Chile would Arias be contending for the starting place if he chose to play for Argentina this is, is Gabriel Arias. Gabriel Arias. Really Arias yes. goalkeeper ex are two Arias yes.
1: goalkeepers in Argentina at the moment. Indeed. Uh ex defensive justicia goalkeeper and I think he had already chosen to play for Chile when he no wait. He went to Chile first, right? Between defensive Cordice he was in Chile for some club or other. Possibly. Uh, and at some point he decided to take up Chilean citizenship And I think now he might even be their first choice going into the Copa America Which, in my opinion, is more than he could have hoped for for Argentina Because he's probably about on the same level as Andrade or Armani hmm. But he doesn't play for Boca Rio.
0: He played for, started out at Olimpo de, well he started out in his own province down in, in Patagonia And then he played for Olimpo de Bahia Blanca. Then he moved to Defensa in 2014, and then he went to Union Caler- uh, La Calera That's the one. in January 2018 and was there for what about a year, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, six months, it says there. Yes. 16 games in six months before going to wrestling. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm very with what that was. She will be in the consideration,
2: I think, of course. Uh, It'd
0: be in the conversation that. I'd, I'd agree largely similar level to, to Andrade and Armani mm-hmm. plays for a slightly less fashionable club well, but so it probably wouldn't actually be called up
2: Musso was of course he plays for in, in an Italian club but it's Udinese mm. you mean yes. you, it's, it's strange to for for a goalkeeper like him to be to say yes he will be the, 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 the one the chosen one because you, you always you know that the goalkeeper is in special position uh, Romero who has been for 10 years? i do not get that Sam started on I know it's not their <laughs> Okay, well, sorry. <laughs> My lips <are> sealed. Sorry, <laughs> some will, will cry now, and it's not the idea. Anyway, Little Bird
0: says Bit of an odd question, but since the Tigre Libertadores thing will be asked by someone else, uh, which it sort of us, do any of you have a soft spot for any Ascenso lower division team? I personally miss Huracán de Trezarrochos and their bizarre time in the Primera. Yeah. I can vaguely remember or I can't. They trace just being in the Premier. del Norte.
2: It's another, another bizarre. bizarre um, thing.
0: Soft spots. I mean, obviously you're going to say Atlanta, don't aren't you?
1: Of course, yes.
0: I, I, I quite like Ferro. Um, f- more than anything, for those iconic '80s kits with the absolutely enormous badge, mm-hmm. no sponsors. Um, but no, I mean, I, I don't really.
2: I, I miss the um, boys for concerto. to um, boys. Of course, yeah. I don't like that they defeat the River uh, sometimes, but uh, it's okay.
0: Um, yeah apart from that I I don't think really any others as regular listeners will be aware uh, don't really watch very much lower division football mostly because there's so much top division football to watch a lot of the time although not right now admittedly I don't have much of an excuse right now Um, Ronnie Mazumda says prediction for the under 20 World Cup side
1: we gave it right as much as we could
0: yeah if you're asking for a, a prediction as to what the team will be I have oh, no idea no. <laughs> uh, Ronnie also says sort of structured that oh sorry sort of structured that a better way is this the best under 20 side for the last six years and do you think they can make it to the semis at least okay that one yeah we have already answered really I'm yeah sorry. as we I said down. I yeah. think the quarters would be a decent result anything beyond that
1: indeed I don't know if it's necessarily the best under 20 side but um as faint a praise as it is, it's probably the best prepared in the last six years.
0: Yes, uh, Liam Kelly, who is no relation to me, says quite a deflating statement from CONMEBOL. I must admit, but for clarity, what will happen to the Copa Libertadores and Copa Sudamericana berths if, say, Boca win it? Will the places go back into the league? As I kind of hinted earlier, I think that that's what happens because that's what was being said to have to happen if the top four in the Superliga had all reached the semis. This um, could still end in a raffle
1: sure. or, I don't know, a, well, twin um, cost, a I'm sure twin
0: cost, coin toss? I'm sure it's in the regulations, but I haven't looked at the regulations mm. to that depth. I did look at the one regarding what happened if Tigre won it. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I, we don't have time to at the moment, I'm
1: afraid. A raffle would be fun, though.
0: Liam also says another reason why the, promi- the promedios can be unfair take a look at the Primera C and Berazategui in the reducido and involved in a desempate uh, right. I'm going to hand over to Dan now who first of all is going to explain for our listeners who don't understand any Spanish what reducido uh, and desempate mean Indeed. and then he's going to explain why this uh, pertains to berasategi.
1: I think I can incorporate it all in, um, in an overarching <laughs> answer right Beresetegui are a team from Beresetegui, which is in the southern extremes of Greater Buenos Aires, almost La Plata, who are currently in the fourth tier Primera C Metropolitana, uh, which is the division underneath Atlanta, to give it some context, and the one ahead of Deportivo Paraguayo, who are always in the Primera D. Now, Beresetegui finished the regular Primera C season which was a single tournament of 38 games, ida y vuelta, uh, home and away, which is good, we can all agree. Uh, They finished that season in 10th place, um, which was good enough due to the current restructurings of the Primera B, for a playoff place, I believe, in that league. Uh, The first and second team goes up and 3rd through 10th, that'll be 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. Yes. 3rd through 10th, go into a 3-round uh, reducido, or uh, uh, promotion playoff. Simple enough, right? No. Because also in the Primera C, there was one relegation spot, which was to be decided by promedios, the average points. Uh, Beresategui. Finished level with Esportivo Barracas, um, which means they go to a disempate. A disempate is a tiebreaker. This tiebreaker will take place on Thursday. So, right now, Betis are in a complete limbo. They can go up to a Primera B, they could stay in Primera C by all means, or they could go down to the bottom tier of D. First of all, they have to play Sportivo Barracas in Thursday's tiebreaker. If they lose, they are relegated. And 11th place, Sportivo Italiano, will take their place in the playoffs. Uh, if they win, they will retain, they will retain their place in, in the playoffs. And they will go on to play... I believe Doxud, who, yeah, they played Doxud because yep. they're in third so place. Stand. So, yeah, so, to be honest, being a better strategic fan now must be torture, because mm. there is a lot of uncertainty. And one thing I just realized, the amount of fourth-tier Argentine clubs who have chosen the, yeah, chosen the Italian nominative Sportivo, Sportivo instead Doxud. of the Spanish Deportivo. Sportivo Italiano and Sportivo Barracas. Yes. Um, While we're on the subject yeah. of Primera C, we should give a hearty uh, congratulations, felicidades, or whatever the word is in Armenian, for Deportivo Armenio, subject of one of our oh, we should, yeah. Hand of Pod Extra episodes a couple of weeks ago, and who will play next year in the Primera B Metropolitana. They got second place in that Primera C um, season behind Argentino de Quilmes, one of the well, one, the the of the most, clubs. one of the, um, the first yeah. Criocho club, right? Or, yeah, yeah. El Mate. So, yeah, congratulations, El Mate. And they also congratulations Armenia.
0: Sued by one point.
1: Indeed, uh, the last weekend. Spot. Yes, they um, were they were f- celebrating until late in the night in the streets of Yerevan, they tell me.
0: Indeed. Uh, yes, so that's it. Those are your questions for this week. Uh, we will go away and play a little bit of music and then I'll come back and tell you who's going to go through to the final of the Copa Superliga. Here we go then. The semi-final second legs of the Copa Superliga are coming up this weekend. Mystic Sam says that the final of the Copa Superliga I'm going to really, really stick my neck out, first of all, and say I think Tigre are going to be involved in it. I think that they're going to do just enough to scrape through with that 5-0 first leg. Very slim advantage that they Mm -hmm. have. Um, And the second leg, uh, the the second semi-final, sorry, I think is going to be won by Boca. And Mm -hmm. since that's not a particularly interesting prediction, let's go for Boca on penalties after another 0-0 draw. But we'll record
1: before the final.
0: We will record yes. before the final, yes, but I, I'm saying I think that they'll draw nil-nil with Argentinos in this second Ah, night. gotcha, I thought you um, in the final. And then, and then, put and then win the final on penalties as well. In- indeed. Uh, just to remind you while we're here that we are sponsored by Fanatis, you can go to fntz.co slash h-o-p and type in the discount code h-o-p-f-z for 20% off your first three months with Fanatis. That will allow you, uh, if you're anywhere outside Latin America, to get... Uh, the Superliga, the Copa Argentina, the Copa Superliga, those are three different competitions, they just have very similar names to one another, Um, as well as a bunch of other football from countries like Bolivia, uh, Peru, I think, maybe, depending on your location, Mm. Colombia, possibly, I can never remember all the competitions they've got. Uh, I don't think they've got any Brazil at the moment, but I'm not sure, they might have. Uh, And if you're in the United States, of course, you can also get the Copa Sudamericana, which I'm pointing out because it is on at the moment. They are continuing to play almost right up to the Copa America, if I'm um, not wrong.
2: Um, Colón has just uh, drew against River Plate of yes. Uruguay.
0: Nil-nil. Colón just in the Estadio
2: Centenario in Montevideo got a nil-nil
0: draw away to River Plate of Uruguay, as Andres says, who had a former player of River Plate of Argentina, as you remarked just before we started recording.
2: Yes, Luis Libera was in the bench for River Plate Uruguay, having made his debut in first division for River Plate of Argentina Mm. Um, yeah if you're in
0: uh, the States then you can you can see the Libertadores and the Sudamericana live as well as La Liga and Liga 1 and all the other stuff I suppose that might be changing with the rights with the next European season but at any rate check them out that address again is fntz.co slash h-o-p and the discount code is h-o-p-f-z and that is it from Parque Centenario Ladies and gents, next time we record, uh, we'll almost certainly be in Dan's living room, which isn't an awfully long way it's away. It's not that far from Parque it's, Centenario, it's yes. it, I don't think, uh, quite within the unofficial no. boundaries of this unofficial barrio. And then the time after that, with a little bit of luck, will be in my new flat. Um, Parque Chass, almost. If, if I've had, <laughs> yes, right across the road from Parque yes. if I've had the internet installed by then, which at the moment is not feeling very likely, to be honest, after the day <laughs> i am just had. Uh, but anyway... For now, thank you very much for listening. Um, thank you very much to our Patreon supporters as well. You're going to get a hand of pod extra, which we're going to record in a couple of minutes' time. Oh, we need to do an image, right?
1: Uh, Fanati's image? We
0: we did, yes. We did indeed. I'm going to go for uh, Caballaro's celebration of his two-goal heroics against Tigre, given the injury problems that, that he's had in the past. He's a very talented number 10. Who um, could argue with that? And who... Indeed, and and who would wish him ill as well? Indeed. apart from Atlético de fans, presumably. I, I would choose
2: um, an, an, an anti-football uh, image, uh, which was the discussion between uh, Darío Benedetto and uh, Sandoval, the Sandoval, defender of Argentina Juniors. Oh yeah, which Argentinos uh, the Sandoval, of course, kind of elbowed. Not you know, it wasn't just his elbow, but similar. Uh, Darío, Darío Benedetto, and then uh, the, the striker of Boca. Uh, said, "Who are you to to Sandoval?" Who
0: uh, I always think is really dignified when a you know very famous player for a yeah. big club asks that of another you know player for a smaller club. Yeah. I, I think it's a really yes. spot on, very gentlemanly. Uh, it reminds me of one other. Club,
1: yeah, but previous in this as well. I remember one time um, in a Racing no Boca Racing in La Bombonera, he had a tussle with uh, Diego Gonzalez El Pulpo, and told him if I wanted I could buy you and um, send you to play in my garden yeah classy well, I remember him
0: celebrating a goal in one match one time by um, barging into an opposing defender and sticking his tongue out at him but I can't really remember <laughs> who that was against or how the game finished
1: the most hilarious part of that was that he said this is how I always yes, and then celebrate he, and then he did it despite never having, having done it and, and then it was he like was forced <laughs> to do it again and remind everyone about that game
0: <laughs> anyway <laughs> what a tip <laughs> um, if, if you've not if you genuinely don't know which game that was then you know you can probably take a guess to be honest it, it's the one that you think it might be um, on that note we're going to say goodbye for now thank you very much for listening as ever thank you to our patrons if you want to be one then head over to patreon.com slash handofpod and get involved and for now it's goodbye from Andres thank you goodbye English down thank you and good night. and me thanks and goodbye <laughs> from that Colon 0 nil draw that we mentioned on the podcast earlier there's another result to tell you about in the Copa Sudamericana Rio Negro Aguilas um, who are a team who has Dan remarked while we were recording only seem to exist for the Copa Sudamericana they're a bit like one of those um, sides in football manager from a, a league that you don't have as playable so you can't see any of their domestic fixtures um, have just beaten Independiente 3-2 Uh, in Rio Negro. Independiente were absolutely awful and I'm going to sign off right now because the cat is tearing to pieces a piece of bread next to the microphone on the table so I'm going to stop her doing that. Thanks for listening and goodbye.